Hey, y'all, welcome back to Lawless Fruit Presents Free Entry, the podcast. Why free entry, you ask? Because Jesus already paid your cover charge. And did, all right? So this is part three of the Get Ready With Me series. If you have not already listened to part one and part two, go back now and listen. So here we go. I'm going to jump right into it. So at this point, it's 2007. I've already flunked out of University of Maryland Eastern Shore. I've already scallywagged my way out of Prince George's Community College. My mother is looking from the outside in like, yeah, we've got to go. I've got to get her out of here. <laughs> so my mother is already thinking about moving to North Carolina. She's saying that she it feels led to move here to start ministry. Me, I'm still looking like, hmm. I don't really want to go. I'm going to stay here. I'm living with my father. But also, the living situation is not that great because my father has a whole family of his own. He's married. She has children. Everybody's there. So it's just tight. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead last minute. I'm going to go ahead and go. So I went. Boom. Two or three months into us living in North Carolina, we come back home. We've been coming home every weekend because my mother is still having service. So we come back home. My mother has to preach at um, one of the ladies who we kind of grew up in church or she grew up in the faith with. Um, she preaches at her church. She's doing this lesson. And then in the end of the lesson, she's talking about her move in North Carolina. She said, at first, I thought that my move to North Carolina was to continue my ministry. She said, but shortly I realized that it was to save my daughter's life. And I'm sitting in the chair in my rebellion, proud, like, oh, she moved there to save my life. What was wrong with my life? <laughs> no, I knew what was wrong with my life. Anyway, so that um, outlook there just kind of changed a lot of, it changed the direction of our relationship um, prior to that, really even a little bit after that. Me and my mother had been buttonheads, regular mother, teenage daughter stuff. But on top of that, stacked with um, just spiritual warfare. The enemy was after me. OK, if the enemy cannot get to the pastor, he going to attack the family. And so he had been on a prowl for me and my life. Um, most of the time, if you are a preacher's kid or something, if you have purpose on your life, the enemy is going to come. So for me as a preacher's kid who also has, you know, whatever purpose that God has blessed or purposed for me, the enemy is after me. and He's going to come after you when you're young, because if you can get your mind then and get all those things rooted into you inside of you and in your mind, being him getting you as an adult is going to be easy. So we get to North Carolina. Um, I'm there. I'm on the outside now of everything that I'm struggling with, all the friendships that I'm dealing with, all the relationships that I'm in that are currently not good for me. And let me just say this, the relationships and the friendships that I was in, I genuinely felt like they were good people, but the enemy uses any and everything, everyone to attack. These people probably don't even know that they're being utilized. I don't think they say, yes, devil, use me. <laughs> but, you know, the enemy uses whatever is close to you to try to infiltrate you. He's very deceitful in that way. So, so we always have to be mindful and be open and sober and vigilant. That is what the word means when it says be sober and be vigilant. Because if you're not, the enemy can use any crack 
to seep through any relationship to cause turmoil, to cause deceit, to cause you to be off of your path that um, that God has purposed for you. So moving to North Carolina, I was able to start seeing those things. I was able to start seeing how he had started using people to push me off of my destination path, the, 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 the way that I was supposed to be going. And so as I'm here in North Carolina and I'm just getting these truths revealed to me, my feelings were hurt. I'm sad. I'm in shock. And, and, and then I didn't have the words for it. But at the end of the day, it was pretty much we call it church hurt. I've never been one to um, bash church or turn my back on the church because someone hurt me. But that's just the name that we have for the kind of trauma that I experienced. It was church hurt. People in church that hurt me. That's simply what it is. And so I had to now work through and detach myself from those people and those relationships. That was very difficult. Um, it came with a certain type of humbling and humility because, of course, you know, you you think your mother lying to you. You think your parents just don't want you to have no fun. But I had to, like, really look at my mother and be like, dang, she wasn't trying to Holy Spirit said no me to death. She really was, you know, the Holy Spirit really was warning her on my behalf. This North Carolina move was like, very, very important to where I am today. So moving forward, I start school. Um, I get into a and I, I won't even get into how I got into a but shout out to the Lewis family for actually hand walking me into this school. Let me tell you this, when God has purpose on your life, nothing or no one can thwart it, not even your own self. You can't even block yourself when God has purpose. If you submit to him, he going to work the rest of it out. And I literally had everything in front. I literally had done everything that could prohibit me or stop me from being able to complete school successfully. But God, God, like literally just kind of hand walked me into that school. I get to the school. You know, I have friends. I'm getting friends. I'm 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 social. So I'm cool with like, well, actually, let me take that back. I'm very social. But coming from the situation that I was in, I was very closed off, very hardened very suspicious of everyone. So I was just a quiet, um, always just second guessing everyone. I think everybody lying. I think everybody out to get me. <laughs> that is ridiculous. So I'm meeting friends. I'm bringing them around. My mother's meeting them. And she's like, mm, okay, girl, them your friends. But then finally, I meet my best friend. As you guys will know, uh, you'll hear, probably hear her her name more, but her name is Courtney. Um, This is my college best friend. Uh, we are like sisters at this point. This friendship was on time and it was purposeful. And I believe it was God ordained. And here's why. For the majority of my friendships prior to college, I had to suppress pieces of me. The pieces that I had to suppress, of course, is the Christian girl. The girl who loves God, the girl who wants to sing gospel, the girl who was raised in church. I have to I had to suppress that many times in order to feel like I would be accepted by my other friends. And so when I met Courtney and I was able to actually be myself, I was able to kind of let my guards down and be this goofy church girl who like go go, who likes, you know, to still hang out laugh, have a good time. 
but I got God on the inside of me. And this relationship was very important because it freed me from dimming my light. I no longer had to hide one side of me to be cool. I didn't have to push this part down for people to think that I'm fun. I was able to be my complete and total self. Me and her, we grew up kind of with the same background, both parents heavily into the church. So, of course, we were heavily into the church. And so there were a lot of things that we just had in common. And so this relationship, this bond that we built, it really helped me to embrace who God was having or who was who he who he was purposing for me to be. It was easy for me now. I didn't have to like shy away. I could really just be. So I thank God for my friendships. And I pray that whoever's listening, if you're having a hard time or you don't, you feel like you don't have friends who you can be your real, just God's girl self. I pray that you find that we all need those types of friendships so we can really just be who we are and learn and grow and change and shift if we need to without any type of shame without any judgment we need those types of friends so I'll be praying for whoever's listening to this for God to send them those godly friendships either way I met my best friend um and that really and like I said that really just helped me to embrace um who I was going to become on this spiritual journey of mine so anyway we meet we become really tight North Carolina actually shows me all the things that I was blinded from by actually being here in, you know, in my hometown. And they always say, if you just get on the outside and look in from 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 higher up, you can kind of see everything. But if you're in the midst of it, some things are just you can't see it. And so I needed a better angle and God gave us a better angle. And North Carolina was the place of. I don't, I'll even say it was a place of redemption for me. It was a place to turn myself around. It was a place to get my footing. Um, I completed my bachelor's degree. I think my mom, she completed her bachelor's and she ended up getting her master's in North Carolina. So for, for the both of us, it was a place for God to just uh, uh, mold and continue shaping us into who he would have and, you know, re planting our foundation and even getting our relationship back um intact because I believe that me and my mother's relationship is an important piece to God's purpose in my life and the enemy was working on that thing (laughs) he was just chipping away at our relationship and I just thank God that she you know was obedient I think that she got to a point where she said Lord this is your child and I've done all that I can And now you have to take the reins. And for the parents that are listening and even the children that are listening who maybe you may be pregnant or you already had your children. But if you have raised them up in Christ, the word of God says, train up a child in the way that they should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. That is not to say that they won't have hard struggles. They won't have difficult times. That's not to say that they won't even turn away for a while. But the word of God says, if you train them up in the way that they should go, he'll keep them. So you do something and then he does something. And we also have to understand that the children that God blesses you with, they do not belong to you per se. 
They are yours. And I'm not no mother, so I can't even sit here and say, oh, I know how you feel when somebody say that. I don't know how you feel. But what I'm saying is these are God's children. He trusted you with them to do your half, do your half. And then when you've done your half, Lord, take them back, not take them to heaven, but, you know, take them and you work, you do, you do the rest because sometimes, you know, I think as parents, you all stress so much because you're like, I did this, I did this, what's wrong with the kids, what's wrong with the kids? And at the end of the day, they become adults that make their own decisions. And so you have to entrust their creator with them. And so I just want to encourage parents, parents to be, train up your child in the way that they should go. And then when he is old, he will not depart from it. So God will do his part if you do yours. I believe in the principles of God. I've seen them work in my life. I'm a testimony to my being raised in the way that they should go. And then I become an adult. And he had to take the reins. Okay, so by this time, my mother had done that. She said, this is, (laughs) she's yours. And I believe that when she did that, it freed her from being a micromanager to now being someone who is a mother of an adult who can say, hey, here's some advice. You take it or you leave it. But the decisions are yours to make. You have to deal with the consequences. It frees you up in that way. So, my mother did this and it made our relationship better. Um, I won't lie and say that we all we be kicking it at the club and we be sitting around having drinks. We don't do that. We don't have that type of mother and daughter relationship. There are boundaries that we have. And even I think my mother and her mother had them like, you won't catch me doing certain things in front of my mother that, you know, you might see other people do. I just won't do them. That's my mother. <laughs> and the honor and respect and the love that I have for my mother, that is that. Our relationship is is important for this next phase of our lives. And I believe that the enemy was trying to attack that. So North Carolina was so important to us, even though I would never live there again. (laughs) I would never go back. It served a great purpose for me, my mother, my foundation in Christ. It let me get, like I said, let me get my footing it helped me to find godly relationships. And, and my best friends, the relationship that I had with my best friend, that wasn't the only one that I made, the only connection that I made that was really beneficial to my life. Um, There are some people currently that I, uh, some friendships currently that I have that have been a tremendous blessing to me. And um, I think they will continue to be as I move on into the future. So North Carolina was a 10 out of 10 and in retrospect to my spiritual walk and my relationship with my mother, but a one out of 10 in retrospect to going and living there just because <laughs> I could stand that place. Any whom that's it. That's what um, North Carolina did for me. And that's how it kind of anchored me to even be where I am today. The next episode will take you into what or the situation that really made me say, all right, God, you can have me. So anyway, y'all be blessed. Thank y'all for listening. Stick with me. Share this. Uh, If you got any questions, comments, and concerns, you can email me at lawlessfruitapparel at gmail.com, or you can hit me in my DMs on Instagram, lawlessfruit, one word, L-A-W-L-E-S-S, fruit, F-R-U-I-T. All right. Um, Let's pray real quick before we go. Heavenly Father, we thank you. 
We thank you for transition. We thank you for movement. We thank you for uh, taking the blinders off so that we can see things clearly. We thank you that we have discernment so that we can see when the enemy is coming and that we can see when things are good and when things are not good. We thank you that we're able to grow from our mistakes. We're able to find our footing again that, Lord, uh, 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 when we fall is not the end in you. So we thank you for being a good father and always picking us up and wiping the dirt off of our shoulders and giving us another opportunity to get it right. Lord, we thank you. Um, in Jesus name we pray. Amen. Peace.